0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Who was here this morning? Put up your hand if you are here this morning. Fantastic, lots of you. That's great. So we want to continue on uh, talking about how to reach, enriching people tonight and give you some more thoughts, if I can, because if we can learn to become God's hand extended to someone, our friend or someone that we're connected with, um, you know, then we can position ourselves for God to move at the time that God wants to move in their lives. Uh, God is the one that wins and saves and reaches people we certainly represent and we're God's hand extended, of course, and we, we want to talk about that tonight. Um, but it's never really our thing. It's always God's thing. Everyone say God's thing. Reaching people is God's thing and we, are, we participate in that which is fantastic. In, uh, in John uh, chapter 13 verse 35 it says, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love One another. It's a scripture that we most of us know. You've only had to be a Christian for five minutes and probably have read this many, many times. The words of Christ. I know that because it's written in red here in my iPad. Christ was never flippant with his words. Everything that he said, he was very concise, he was very, very intentional, and of course, and if he wanted people reached with words alone, he would have said so. But in this passage it hinges not on words, but it hinges on actions, on us loving people. Um, Now that doesn't mean that we don't use words to reach people, to reach our friends, to connect with our community. Of course we do. Um, But actions in this scripture seem to be the winner um, in reaching people. Uh, this, This really indicates that reaching people, we need to continue to love on people. We need to continue to be kind and be patient. As we continue to connect with our community and people that are unreached yet, not yet had the opportunity or the privilege that you and I have had to come into the life of the church and know the love of God, we need to continue to be supportive. We need to continue to show generosity and be courteous. Uh, is you know all part ultimately of reaching people and building lasting of course, relationships. I'd like to read something from Romans, it'll be up on screen, Romans chapter 14, just different passages from Romans 14. I'm going to jump a few verses for the sake of time because it's a lengthy read. But I think that uh, it's important that we read this because I really think that it'll shift um, our thinking in the way that we you know, participate in reaching people and reaching our community and reaching friends. So let me just read that. Romans chapter 14, verse one, it starts off, welcome with open arms fellow believers who don't seem, uh, see things the way that you do and don't jump all over them every time that they do or say something that you don't agree with. If, uh, even when it seems that they are uh, strong on opinion but weak in the faith department. Just underline that for a moment in your mind. Remember that they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. Everyone say gently. gently. Treat them gently. Gently, sensitively, verse two and four. For instance, a person who has been around for a while might well be convinced that he can eat anything on the table while another with a different background might assume he should only be a vegetarian and eat accordingly. But since both the guests at Christ's table, wouldn't it be terribly rude if they failed to criticism what the other ate or didn't eat? God, after all, invited both of them to the table. Do you have any business crossing people uh, off the guest list or interfering with God's welcome? If there are uh, corrections to be made or manners to be learned, God can handle that all by himself. Uh, Without your help, sorry. Or say one person thinks that some days should be set aside as holy and another thinks that each day is pretty much like another. There is good reasons either way, so each person is free to follow the convictions of his conscience. Forget about deciding what's right for each other. Here's what you need to be concerned about, that you don't get in the way of someone else making life more difficult for them than it already is. I'm convinced, Jesus convinced me that everyone as it is in itself is holy. We, of course, by the way that we treat it or talk about it, uh, contaminate it. Verse 19 and 21. "So, So let's agree to use all of the energy in getting along with each other. Help others with encouraging words. Don't drag them down. By finding fault. Cultivate your own relationships with God, but don't impose them on others. You're fortunate if your behaviour and your belief are coherent. But if you're not sure, if you notice that you're acting in ways inconsistent with what you believe, some days trying to impose your opinions on others, other days just trying to please them, then you know that you're out of line if the way that you live isn't consistent with what you believe, then that is wrong. I really think if we, I want to talk about this for a moment. Um, It's a lengthy passage, but if we can get the revelation of what this is saying, what Paul is saying to the Romans, um, I'm telling you, you will begin to reach people completely different. Uh, I think it's an evangelistic tool, uh, it's a way of thinking uh, as we prepare to continue to reach out into our communities and reach people that have not yet had, again had the opportunity to, um, to, and the privilege to know of the love of God uh, for their lives. It's, uh, this is very, very strategic. But what it's saying in a nutshell here is the whole passage is a passage really geared that Paul was really having a go at the church because he was saying you know, there was two groups of people that were arguing about meat that was sacrificed to idols and what he was saying was that the the, and once they bought the meat and the meat they'd sacrificed to idols the meat that wasn't burnt uh, in that sacrifice they would then resell it back to the markets and so there was groups of people in the church saying well if you go back to the market and buy meat you might end up buying that very meat that wasn't burnt up in the sacrifice if you buy that meat uh, unfortunately you might be cursed and you'll die then there was others who were thinking we're cool with it. We're going to go to the market. We're going to hope for the best. We're going to trust God with it. We're going to make suvalakis out of it. We don't care. We're going to go for it. So there's two trains of thought. And so because of that, people become vegetarians. There's one group that become vegetarian. There was another group that just continued to eat meat, trusted God with it. But there was contention amongst them. There was contention in the church. This is basically what it was saying. This passage is really talking about being sensitive to fellow believers that may have been weak in their faith. And Paul was saying, come on, it's not about what you eat. It's not about that. You know, uh, It's about you getting along in the Holy Ghost, knowing that you know the love of Jesus, getting along as brothers and sisters. But why have we got all this contention about what we eat and what we don't eat? If your conscience is saying you can eat it, then eat it. Trust God with it, pray over it, it's good to go. If you don't want to, then that's fine too, don't do that. But it was contentious about this. And what Paul was saying is, there are people that were weak in their faith, you've got to be very sensitive with them that were weak in their faith. So if we need to be very sensitive with men and women that were in the church, come on, and that were weak in their faith, how much more sensitive should we be with people that have no faith? that people yet haven't had the opportunity to come to know the very love of Jesus. Very good. And so it speaks of sensitivity and Paul was trying to get this across. You see, recently, Trish and I had the privilege of being invited to um, a, a couple, uh, a, a, a friend's place and uh, Christians from church, a great couple, great friends. Uh, we've done life with them for quite a while. And uh, they um, decided to hold a dinner party for some of their work colleagues and some of their work friends that have not yet had the opportunity to, to know God or come to church or know anything really about. I think we had a couple of um, Catholic friends there and stuff, but most of them didn't really understand or know anything about Pentecostalism or the evangelical church or know anything about the Born Again message, etc. So they wanted to invite them and have this dinner party and invite Trish and I as the pastors to connect with these people, uh, which was great and fantastic. And, made you know, I, I wanted to go. It was fantastic. So we went along, it was great, we were having a good night, Uh, dinner was prepared, it was nice, food was beautiful, and toward the end of the night, one of the guys, uh, one of the unchurched guys, decides to say a joke. Now this joke, between you and I, sure, was a little bit untasteful, probably a little bit uncalled for, maybe made us, you know, could have made us feel a little bit uncomfortable in that, but during the joke... And while we were listening to what he was saying, there was a lot of laughter going on. The, the host, the guy, he decided, my friend—he decides to walk out of the room into another room. And then, anyway, we, everyone laughs. And Trish and I are like, "Yeah, great, fantastic, it was good," and you know, whatever. Awkward, awkward, awkward. But anyway, it happened, and whatever. And uh, and so he comes back in after the joke because I think he got embarrassed by what was going on. For Trish and I, walks out, comes back in, and then apologizes. To Trish and I, because of the joke. Now, we're not that precious. We didn't fall out of heaven, that's for sure. One day I'm gonna come and give my testimony. I never fell out of heaven. And the truth is, make mistakes all the time. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is it was a great night, it was a great moment. They killed themselves, they get people over and I've actually told them and I'm going to tell this story so that I'm, I'm not saying it behind their back but the fact is they had a great night and had invited people over and, and a great dinner party and it was all going on and sure the joke was said and we would have got over and dusted ourselves off, It's fine, we would have got on with it and continued to talk but you know after he did that it was just so awkward, awkward, awkward for the rest of the night, it was like the whole night just shut down. So my point is, is that, you know, we can't be that precious when reaching people because people don't know any better. All they know is they're themselves and sure, they, they, they haven't had the relationship and all the revelation that you and I have had. Of course, that doesn't make us any better. They just haven't had the revelation of stuff. And so at times, we can't be that precious if we want to reach our community. Yeah can't spiritualize every turn and everything that goes on, we've just got to continue to trust God and like I keep saying and I'm going to harp on it tonight, you know what, if you're convicted about something that's fantastic but please do not put your convictions on me, do not put your revelations on me, amen? Third thing is um, the Apostle Paul makes it very, or actually crystal clear that we are not to get in the way of people making life more difficult for them than life already is. You know, it's not our call. We need to allow, really it's our job to allow um, and to encourage God's natural flow to people's lives. So whatever it takes, let's allow God's flow to people's lives because we wanna see people reach. We wanna see people come and receive the very love of God and it's not gonna happen today or tomorrow. It'll happen sometime, but we need to continue to pray about that and just trust that God's got it, amen. The other thing is we need to focus on building our own relationships with God. That's what Paul's talking about here. Don't impose your relationship with God on others. Again, keep our own convictions, but don't put our own convictions on others. And that's what the Apostle Paul was saying through this scripture. If you don't want to eat meat, that's fine. You know, if you want to be a vegetarian, that's fine. That's cool. But don't, just because you don't feel comfortable about that. doesn't mean that the other person down the street has to feel comfortable about that or not to feel comfortable about that because that's what you believe. If that's what you believe, that's fine and stay hold to your convictions. And I think, you know, so many people have crashed and burned because we haven't represented properly. We've represented ourselves and our thoughts and our opinions and how we roll, but we've never really represented the heart of God properly in time. And, and I think that that can actually hurt and uh, really you know, derail people from re- actually coming to find the love of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? amen? Amen. We really want to see people come over. And it's actually, it says here that, you know, just in, in, in our, our behaviour that people look out. And, uh, you know, we want to see that the things that we say and the things that we do match. Uh, the Bible call, calls it that, you know, our life will be like a hinds, a deer, that when their front feet hit the crevice, the back feet hit exactly where the front feet hit, that our words match our actions. That's what people are looking on more than anything else, more than what we say. It's what we do in Jesus' name. You know, um, I had just recently another person, these are all true stories, just ask me because we talk about evangelism quite often with different friends and uh, this young, uh, young person said to me, "You know, Pastor Joe, I've got a friend, good friend really, I've got lots of good friends, but I've got a particular friend that, um, that is gay, and um, and I really like them. To, I want to bring them to church and bring them along and be fantastic. And I really love this person. And uh, you know, got a heart for him. And you know, if he could just come, be great. I, and I don't even know where to start because I don't want him to think that you know I'm singling him out, etc., etc. And I and I basically said, I said, well, how many friends do you have? He goes, well, I got lots. I said, well, you've okay. So how many heterosexual friends have you got? He goes, oh. I don't know, 10, 15, 20. I said, so I don't want to be rude uh, or make you feel awkward, but so why are we talking about your gay friend? You've got 15 heterosexual friends. Why are we singling this person out? You know, it's not about, is it because, you know, um, God wants to reach everyone. He wants to reach, regardless of of what the deal is, he just wants to reach people. And I think we're not here to make trophies of people. We're here to reach people. And I think sometimes, you know, whether it's the bike down the road or the person from Underbelly or whatever it is, you know, because one sin's bigger than another. It's not how it works. God wants to reach all mankind. God wants to reach all humanity. And I think sometimes that we put up smoke screens to say, oh, I've got to reach this person or I've got to reach my mum or I've got to reach my dad. And you know what? Yeah, we sure, surely in our heart, we want to be able, want to be able to reach them sincerely, but it never happens. And so we don't reach anyone else where we can start to focus on people that are around and about us, that we're flown with every day, that it might not be so difficult. I mentioned this morning that it doesn't have to happen today or tomorrow. Give yourself 12 months, but continue to just befriend people and be yourself and be who you are in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? Fantastic. Just a few more quick things. Then I wanna pray for some folk if I can. First of all, number one, attitude uh, I think always presets an atmosphere. When it comes to reaching people, when it comes to connecting with people, when it comes to you know seeing people come to the very love of God, I think you know attitude always presets an atmosphere. Most of us are privileged, I think, with the stuff that we get, especially here in this local church of Victory, under the leadership of uh, Tony and Kath. And we come, and we sometimes get, well, we always get great teaching, but sometimes it can just you know week by week we just receive it. It's just a natural flow of what we hear. We're growing. We're getting revelation from Tony and Kath and the other team and the other leaders here and we're getting so much stuff so we're going to conferences and we're getting more and more stuff Hillsong wherever it is that we go to you know and at times without even realizing it we can be that person that walks into a room with people that are unchurched feeling that you know we're Christians we've got the answers you don't pour you yeah. Yeah. listen to me we are we are who we are Regardless, regardless, the fact that we know God or don't know God. We are God's people and God wants to reach all of humanity. And I think that sometimes, you know, that, you know, we've got we feel that we've got the answers and this is how we roll and we know. And if only they knew what we know, it'd be a lot better off. And you know what, you can be thinking that, but I can tell you that by thinking that at times, it can just wreck that whole atmosphere of what God wants to do in that room. And uh, we can we can naturally be a little bit standoffish because we're not, you know. And I and I really feel um, that at times we've just got to command. Chris and I were talking about it today. We have the opportunity to command the atmosphere where we walk in yeah. into. Yeah. And uh, if we're at parties or we're connecting with friends and we're connecting with people that are unchurched, whatever it is, we're there to be God's hand extended, nothing else. We're not the person that has all the answers for everybody. We're not the person that gets all the revelation we do and they don't. We're just people that are abused of God to be able to bridge the gap and connect. And we're there to connect with people so that God, when God wants to move, at the time that God wants to move, then God will move in Jesus' name. Why? Because at the end of the day, we're here as God's hand extended. And I think that we can create that and we can create an open open atmosphere wherever we go and wherever we position ourselves in Jesus name. Amen. Fantastic. It's up to us to be able to do that. The only reason they're in that room um, is because God has put us in that room amongst people people to be able to bridge the gap uh, between him and them. Uh, and, And so that's a great thing. We get to create Obviously, the atmosphere and it predetermines that. The other thing is reaching people. Uh, it's not agenda-driven. It's wanting to make a genuine connection with people it's not I'm going to go to that party because I'm going to go and reach that person, it's just being there, being open, enjoying ourselves, flowing naturally but knowing that we're just going to make gen, na, natural connections. As we talked about today, Jesus went about doing good, it wasn't because He said I'm going to go and do good, it's because He was good and wherever He was, He just did good and so for us we're just flowing naturally, it is who we are, we, we are who we are and we're ourselves and, and God is using us in every opportunity and at every level in Jesus' name. For example, our ultimate goal isn't about us trying to sell or market the new product that we just found at church. It's not about that. It's just God has done something in our lives, and, uh, and as we continue to live that out, you know, we'll live that out with pe- with people, and as we continue to connect with people, you know, our approach will be warm and inviting, uh, and we're generally honoured to meet people. I love meeting people. I love going to places and parties and amongst friends, and when pe- I'm being introduced to different people, I just love that whole environment. And I think that you know we've got to work on being less awkward in those environments and just know that God's got you, God loves you and God wants to work through you. And so, you know, it'll just open up the whole room and, and, and just continue to be nice and smile and be open and be yourself. And I'm, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but what I am saying is we need to be open and be God's hand extended in any, with every opportunity in Jesus' mighty name. Fantastic. You know what? And we want to represent properly. And uh, the fact, if we just remember, actually the time that we, uh, that someone spoke to us, that first time that we'd come to church or come along, we got connected to the heart of God, remember, what you wanted to hear when they were speaking to you what did you want to hear you remember that you wanted them to be sensitive you wanted them to be open you didn't want them to be judgmental you wanted them you wanted to be able to connect with them and uh, you didn't want to be that person that uh, is that project you just wanted to I don't know you would just speak into that particular person and they engaged you and spoke to you brought you to church you loved it the very reason uh, that you're here is because they made you feel comfortable And so we have to replicate that with somebody else, right? And so what we felt, others want to feel of us. And what we wanted to feel, others want to feel as well. Third thing is, we all need to experience God's love uh, and guidance. Ultimately, God came to earth to have an individual, personal relationship with every one of us. And we say it so much in church. You know, If Jesus um, had to come from heaven to earth just for one person, He would do it. And you know what? When it comes to reaching people, it's never about the masses. It's never about the group. It's always about that one person. And uh, it's about focusing on that one person. God focuses on the one. And, you know, there are people in our lives, people that we work with, people that we are connected with that uh, we can position ourselves around. It doesn't have to be about the the threes and the fours. And, you know, God has called me, I believe, to evangelise. And you know what? I love speaking, I love being on stage, I love having altar calls and all that, and it's fantastic. But you know what? I love one-on-one relationships. I love speaking to the individual and uh, just having a relationship and getting to know people and just hanging with people. What about you? Do you love doing that? You know, we need to do more of that, amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, I want to have more one-on-one relationships with people. Connect. the truth is most people that we're connecting with most people that are yet not in church have already got a preconceived idea of what Christianity could look like They've already got a preconceived idea of what the religious life may have to look like and what we have to give up to become Christians and what we have to give up to come closer to the purposes of God. What do we have to do? What has to change? Friend, nothing has to change. We don't have to um, tell anyone to change and make any changes. In fact, all we've got to do is be God's hand extended. And when God wants to move, then God wants to move in Jesus' name. You know, one of the things that we've, I've always taught my leadership uh, back at home for many, many years, and I've said, you know, it's not our job to represent or to be the Holy Spirit. God can do that all by himself. It's our job to connect with people. It's our job to be open. It's our job to represent God's heart and uh, be generous with people and be inviting and be encouraging. That's our job, absolutely. But it's not our job to tell people to stop doing this and tell people to stop doing that. And uh, I just, I, you know, we, back in the day, I had someone, one of our youth leaders tell uh, one of our young people that they need, needed to give up smoking. And I said, you know, the reality is, is regardless of that smoking, you tell someone that they've got to give up smoking, then you better be there every step of the way, every time they feel like a cigarette, you better be the Holy Spirit to their lives. You see, you know, uh, but when God does that, and God wants to talk to us and change things and habits that we feel that we need to get rid of, then God will do it and God will sustain us. We're not here to be the Holy Spirit. We're not here to tell people how they should live or not live. And if you're new here tonight even, we're not here to tell you how to live or not live. We just want to introduce you to a God in heaven that wants to love you just as He loves us. And so that's all. And, um, and, and, and we're stoked. If you're new and you're here for the first time, we're stoked that you're here because you know um, uh, we're just like you, but you know what? We've come to have a revelation of the love of God. We love God and we wanna continue to serve Him and we wanna represent Him and we'd love you to get to know Him as well. But you know what? We're not about to tell you what you can do and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. We're not about laws, rules and regulations. We're about loving Jesus in this place. And so that's what one-on-one relationship is. That's what one-on-one evangelism is. It's just being open and being ready and being ready in. Season and out of season, to bring the purposes of God to people, amen? Fantastic. Why don't we all stand together tonight? What I'd like to do, if I can, what I'd like to do is I've been mentioning really all day um, uh, you know, about reaching people and being God's hand extended to our community and God's hand extended to our people in our workplace and people that we flow with. And I, what I said this morning was that it certainly makes it a lot easier um, working uh, in amongst people or you know sharing our faith or sharing the very love of God with people that we flow naturally with as opposed to people we don't flow naturally with and you know and what I'd like to do tonight if you want to it's up to you what I'd like to do is maybe just pray for some folk that may want to engage in reaching someone for God and but you know not having to run out of these doors and 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 tearing out the gospel in about five minutes but just becoming God's hand extended but God's hand extended with purpose. God's hand extended knowing that there are people around and about us that need to come and find the very love of God. And and you're here tonight and you really sincerely want to engage in seeing someone come to God. I'm saying, you know, it might not happen today, maybe not happen tomorrow, but within 12 months, let's just pray about that. And so if that's you tonight and you sincerely, you know, want to really see someone and be engaged in that, be engaged in seeing someone come to know the love of God. You know what? I've had the opportunity and the privilege, both my wife and I, of leading many, many people to Christ. And it's fantastic, but it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It happens out of just relationship, yes. it happens out of just doing life, just being yourself, just going to work, you know, not focusing so much on they've got to come, you know. But you, we just want everyone to love Jesus. Yeah. We so do. And you know what? If you can represent properly, They'll want to love Jesus. They so will, if you just represent properly. And so that's not make it so hard. Everyone take a deep breath right now, really deep breath. Now let go. When we're with our friends, that's how we've got to feel. Just chill. Just be yourself. Live God. Live your life. Be a Christian. Represent. Don't worry about judging Telling, doing this, making people feel uncomfortable. I can't hear that. I'm too holy, whatever that may be. None of us fell out of heaven. Put up your hand if you fell out of heaven. Oh, you did, did you? No. (laughs) If you sincerely want to engage in someone, let's make a deal. What date is it? 26th. April. So by next year, God's going to use you. Just encourage someone. Just connect with someone. You may have never done it. Give it a go. What do you got to lose? It might work. Someone that is lonely at home. That as we are in church tonight, just hanging, just talking, just you know, just I don't know, encouraging each other. There are people tonight that are torn, going through all sorts of stuff. Well, we're here tonight, just having a time in God. There's a mother and father tearing each other to pieces because no one's really caring that much. And uh, there's young people, their hearts are torn, and there's young people that are on substance abuse, and all stuff's going on out and about there. And the last thing they need is for us to come and tell them all the things that they're doing wrong. What they need is a helping hand. They need someone to engage in them. They need someone to connect with them. It's really not that hard. Hey... If you know Christ, you know He died, He rose, He was crucified and rose again. He's in your life. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know anything else other than just be a friend, be supportive, and just be open. Is that all right? Just simple, but that's really that's it. That's where it's at. You know, I've never had any theological discussions with anyone coming along the church. I've just been been myself and just hey, cup of coffee, want (laughs) to hang, have a coffee, and you know, how you feeling? How you going? Having a good day, not really, me either. That's cool, you know, just connect. You know, you can even practice in a mirror if you want. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good, and you? Yeah, what'd you do today? What's happening? You know, I don't know, just practice, do something. You know what? It sounds mechanical, but it'll come natural. Because God wants us like that. He wants us just to connect and be open and just be, I don't know, just love on people and smile, be joyful, Shout coffees, do whatever. It's like they're doing church here. I'm, I'm, I'm waffling now. But I'm saying, all I'm trying to say is it's not that hard. You can do this. I'm telling you. I can't wait to come back next year, maybe in two years. I don't know. I might, you might not invite me back. But if you do, it doesn't matter. I don't have to speak. I'll come because I don't know where we're going to fit. Where we're going to fit? Where we're going to fit? Honestly, think about this for a moment. You imagine if every one of us just encouraged someone just to be a friend. Hang. Come on, we can do this. They'll come. They will thank you for it. I'm telling you. I've got to bring people that we've led to Christ. They thank us for it. They thank us. We didn't get anything out of it really. All we did was just share our faith and just hung with them. And now their lives have changed and their marriages, are, you know, things are going on. It's fantastic in their lives. They're loving it. Because we were able to befriend them. We're loving the people that brought us because they befriended us and now my life has changed and, and everyone's loving on someone because someone made some time to engage with somebody. Give it a go. I'm selling it now. That's you tonight. Come on, every eye closed right across this auditorium. We're going to see people come. We're going to see people connected. We're going to see hearts changed because someone in this place has decided to say, you know what, God, use me. If that's you tonight, stretch your hand high and wide. Nice and high. Stretch your hand. Stretch your hand high. If that's you tonight, come on. Father, I just pray in Jesus' name for every person that is represented here tonight that has their hand stretched toward heaven. Father, I pray that you will use us, Lord, God, to be your hand extended in our communities, God. I pray that you'll give us wisdom, give us understanding and insight and revelation to be able to read the play, to read people around and about us, not judgmentally, Lord, but just in openness, Father, we want, to be, we want to be your hand extended to people. We want to help, we want to encourage. Father, we want to love on people. We, want to, we want, don't want to bash people over the head with Bibles. What we want to do is we want to live the Bible to their lives. We wanna be the Bible, Lord. And I just pray in Jesus' name that tonight will be a significant night, April the 26th, that from tonight, there's a whole bunch of people that have said yes to Jesus and we wanna be used as soldiers out in our marketplace. And I just pray in Jesus' name that you will use us mightily, use us, God. We are willing to go, we are willing to serve, we are willing to be open, Father. I pray for a sense of boldness, Lord, in our lives, Lord. Not a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of boldness that we will be encouraged, Lord, that we'll feel strong. And Lord God, and as we continue to do the journey that you've asked us to do, God, that many, many people come to know the love of Jesus because of the commitment of these people tonight in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone together said, amen Amen and amen. Awesome, awesome, fantastic. You can do this. You can do this. It's not that hard. Begin to connect. Come on, be God's hand extended to someone. It's fantastic. I love you guys. You're so good. This is the best church I've ever been to. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at adminvictorychurch.net.au.